course. Rolling tea time. Fred. <laughs> Fred Alone- Good luck in this wind. Fratelloni's hardware. Where'd that ball go? Behind me. <laughs> Fratelloni's hardware and garden stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number one thousand one hundred ninety-one, November fourteenth, twenty twenty-three. Seventy-one degrees on this day in nineteen ninety, and I believe. Later in this week, we will encounter our last 70 of the season. Zero degrees on this day in 1919. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. You know, we have a, t- a staff today that's a little uh, concerned about the way life is going. <laughs> and I, I don't say. blame the staff at all for being concerned about the way life is going. There's much there's much to be concerned about. Uh, we were talking about the play story in today's Star Tribune. A gun case has been thrown out. Over a traffic stop, we'll get that to that for a moment, in a moment. Kelsey has a good point. Are you aware of the story where the Secret Service people, I did not know grandchildren got Secret Service uh, attention, but apparently Biden's grandchild, I think it, her, his grandchild. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we are. What? John well, did the story yesterday. I may have news. had that story in the news yesterday. Okay, well, I, I, yes. The, the point Kelsey was asking is, do you think we could get away with that? What do you mean? I mean, yeah. I'm all no, that, for it. I'm I glad to, I'm yeah, glad the Secret one. Service people shot at these would-be bandits. They you're didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. Could we do that? No, you're absolutely right, and I wondered that yesterday at the time. It, it, it struck me as being outrageous. I mean, these kids, thank God they were shot at. No offense. Uh <laughs> But they must have approached the car and went, holy bleep, what's going on here? Because yeah. the Secret Service started firing. Right. Yeah. Okay, if we did that, wouldn't we be in jail? Can you imagine? You're trying to say that maybe there's two sets of rules for people in this well, country? Well, you're dealing there. The third rail would have come into play. Right. You're dealing with the protected child of a president in this case. And I, I did not know they were entitled to Secret Service protection. Apparently they are. And here come these knuckleheads who think they can bump this car off. And they and the Secret Service starts shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm... The answer is, of course, no. I'm suggesting that we could not do that. No, we could not. Well, then why did they get to Well, in it? Minneapolis, Mary Moriarty would have thrown the book at us. No, wasn't, didn't Jordy just send us a story about a good Samaritan in New York who stopped a crime with a handgun, and now that person oh, is yes. being prosecuted? Yes. I, I just read a story like and that yesterday from Jordy. The quote us. from the woman, Kenny, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't the quote from the woman saying, I, I'm, gl- I'm thankful he was there to help me, but I wish he hadn't used a gun. To which which I want to tell this woman, go bleep yourself. Go bleep yourself. And do you think that that would have stopped him? Hey, mister, can you stop mugging me right now? I'd really appreciate that. Under the guise of could could we get away with that, somewhat similar, 
This screwball in San Francisco who is a dreadful, dreadful character, Gavin Newsom, he's miraculously got the streets of San Francisco cleaned up and free of poop Mm -hmm. and everything sparkling except for the boarded-up stores because the Chinese commie leader is coming to town. Right. Yeah. Did you see his comments? Why wouldn't you clean it up for the people who actually pay to live there? Did you see his comment? Oh. I had this in my news, too, but I'll Good. do it now. Good. Do it again, he, then. He, he said, well, it's just like if somebody comes to visit your house. Don't you clean it up? Huh? Well, apparently, he then, he's willing to have a completely dirty house until yeah. he has company. Anytime exactly. you put on yeah. an event, by definition, you know, you, you have people over your house. You're going to clean up go. the house. You have 21 world leaders. You've got tens of thousands of people coming from all uh, around the globe. Uh, what an opportunity to showcase the world's most extraordinary place. Well, it's not the world's most extraordinary place. It's in ruin. Didn't China do that when the Olympics were there? Of Same course. Yeah. 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 So that seems to me to not be reading the room at all. Uh, you know, or maybe it's just me. I don't know. No, it's uh, not I, just you. Why do you think okay. everybody's bringing it up? Do you know what I Sheesh. thought about when I saw those comments from our future president, Gavin Newsom? Oh, my God. Please, God. <laughs> please, no. I He's thought terrible. When they have the, the DNC convention in Chicago, they're going to do the exact same thing. Oh, absolutely. As this. Now, watch. Uh, play it again, uh, uh, Chris. Hi. Yep. Uh, he's already practicing dropping his G's like a good Democrat. Listen to this. Anytime you put on an event, by definition, you know, you, you have people over your house. You're going to clean up the house. You have 21 world leaders. You've got tens of thousands of people coming from all uh, around the globe. Uh, what an opportunity <clears throat> to showcase the world's most extraordinary place. He dropped the G on coming. You're, you're like we had this conversation before the show. All you're doing is alienating yourself from real human beings when you start down this road. <laughs> this Just is, let, let all of this go. Then I Just, probably shouldn't play this cut. Can we're Americans. We speak like Americans. Stop acting like you're from <laughs> London. Folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. Oh, what? But it's also true what? for months and months and months prior to APEC, <clears throat> we've been having different conversations. Haven. Kenny, it's a dem- it's a it's a it's a Democratic Party affectation. Travel outside of the seven county metro and say hello to America. Yeah, but you let's pronounce not fight- Creek Crick. Let's not fight about that. Let's talk about something else that Reavers brought up that I think is far more interesting. He keeps making these allusions and mentions about Newsom becoming the next president of the United States. And I think he's absolutely right. And you know who's to blame for it? Us. 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 We have allowed them to take over with our stupid, petty infighting and this far right nonsense versus the rhinos. And we've let we're going to keep letting them rule forevermore if we don't get our S together. Kenny is 100 percent right. Say something, Joe. Come on. Anything. Show us you're still alive. I'm not going to say I'm not going to include us in the us. Oh. Well, um, we're not. We're we're urging others to do something when maybe it should be us doing something. Okay, replace us with the, the Republican Party, right? There isn't one that's, that's worth worrying that's about. That's Kenny's entire point. Right, right. They, they, you know, and I'm going to uh, brag for myself here, if you don't here mind. It comes. And, and maybe Rook and Reavers will not remember this, but I told you guys you how long ago. Yep. 
that this party is going to be ruined with what's going on with it. Yeah. That's when yeah. we we're still on the radio. We were still we were on in the, the radio. Other room. And I, but, I in fact, Kenny, hold on one second. I remember the conversation specifically, John, because I was standing outside your cubicle watching an afternoon Twins game, pretending to be screening calls on Garage Logic. <laughs> and remember, you <laughs> were have, eating a handful of peanuts, and you said. You guys keep thinking this Trump thing's a good idea. He's going to ruin the Republican Party, Joe, and you went on your tirade. By us, Joe, I mean the five of us sitting around, like, we'll pick a guy out, like um, Matthew's kid, Matt, and urging him to run. Or we'll find some other young guy in his 30s, 40s, and urging him to run. We need to take the bull, the bull by the horns. We need to, instead of going for our tea time at 2 o'clock and me going out to the woods and looking at stupid critters. What am I doing? We need to actually do something, make something happen. Well, I'm not Find a GLer, a GLer with GL attitudes, and get this person, him or her. I'm my shit's falling apart here. I'm so angry. I'm shaking. I know. You know what I'm is. saying. I know who it is locally. Kendall Qualls. Uh, well, I'm just. Th- let's just take it. Well, this is we're really drifting off point, but. <clears throat> For mayor of St. Paul, I know who it would be if we could get the mayor of South St. Paul to move to St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Good example. Okay. He has got the character. He's got the, he's got whatever it is, he gets it. Personality. He's got tremendous personality. Then uh, and he's a GLer. The mayor of South take St. Over Paul his, is a guy named Jimmy Francis. Where his campaign then? Let's take over. Let's get him into St. Paul. By the end of the year, and get this going. That's going to be the hardest thing him, to do. I told him I would head up a group to buy him a house. Okay. There was the other candidate you had in mind who was coming in later this afternoon to record a show with yours truly, and his response to you was, yeah, but there was the 90s. No, that's my buddy said that. Oh, I thought Mike was the one that Maybe told you. Big deal. Yeah. Everybody on the Democratic side had their 90s or their 80s. Well, so, big so deal. the Republican side, yeah, let's be honest. Absolutely. All we all did. The <laughs> yeah. whole public did. You recall the name Meredith Abby Dash Kirstead. Yeah. She sure. is the Bloomington uh, Kennedy High School social studies teacher who uh, is an anti-Semite. Mm-hmm. I saw her on the news. Remember I told you about a big Palestine rally at the state capitol on Saturday. And sure enough, on the news that night, I meant to mention this to you yesterday, on the news that night, or maybe it was just last night, she was interviewed as one of the participants. Only she had dropped the Kirstead. She was just going by Meredith Abbey. No Ah, dash. And uh, I just wanted to say that. That's all. I I mean, she's, she's practicing what she preaches. She uh, gets out of that classroom and cuts loose, huh? I'll say. Yeah. Well, that's all I had on that. <laughs> Meredith Abbey. I am so filled with rage. I know my you ears are. are I'm trying up. to figure I... out how to mitigate this. Oh, here's one. This will just increase your rage. <laughs> a boy. Uh, who wrote me this? Uh, David. Here's a surrender. In the Minneapolis City Council election, 6th Ward incumbent Jamal Osmond won re-election. Despite the very recent front-page headline in the Star Tribune telling us that Keith Ellison's office is shutting down Osmond's wife's nonprofits that were involved in the Feeding Our Future scandal. And one or two days before Election Day, I received a mailing from Osmond that stated Jamal is endorsed by Keith Ellison. Four other endorsers were pictured. Lisa Goodman, 
Jason Chavez, uh, Ilhan Omar, and Omar Fateh. I wonder what Ellison thinks of this. As to Osman's victory, does it mean the Klan, C-L-A-N, does it mean the Klan elders continue to support him? Does it simply mean that the voters are ill-informed? One must indeed wonder. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I love that you having the endorsement of somebody else is somehow a good thing for the city or the current state of politics in general. Who gives a damn? They do, obviously. My God, we're just... we're. We're just doubling and tripling down on all of this nonsense. And they, I don't have and this is why I said this I have zero sympathy for the for the people that live closest to the country's <clears throat> tallest building. Sorry. No sympathy for well, you. So you, now, can't, you can't play that game, Chris. It's very childish and it it leads to nothing and it's not productive. Okay. And what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is to shut up. You go live in <laughs> Iowa or wherever the hell you live. But why? Okay, because I got accused of this the other day. Why? Why, why did I make that decision? Well, then fine. I still work in the city. Fine. Then, then right. Then take it easy. I'm just saying. You're, 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 uh, we, I, we know that you live in uh, a commune somewhere in rural Iowa. <laughs> that that's has nothing to do with but anything. The prop, That has become... The, the the battle cry of the left, who you don't have the right to have uh, an opinion on what happens in our city. You don't live here. Well, there's a lot of people that are like a lot of people that are like me mm-hmm. that did used to live in the damn city. We're <laughs> fed up with this crap. Well, and the opposite doesn't hold true, Chris. They're more than willing to tell the country folks how to live their lives. Of course, absolutely. Well, meantime in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. <laughs> meet me in range. Minneapolis. Minneapolis police pulled over Cecil Wayman for a broken headlight on a black Cadillac DeVille while he was driving downtown late one night in August, Matt. Okay. Uh, as a, and a resulting search of his vehicle turned up a gun that Wayman, 49, was not legally allowed to have. Uh-oh. He was charged with being a felon in possession of a firearm and spent 90 days in jail until Hennepin County prosecutors dropped the case and Wayman... Reunited with his American bulldog, Lord Unicorn. Yeah, I love how they put that human touch in there. Named from the Transformer Transformer. Ah, movie. His public defender, Lindsey Van Beek, argued that not only were Wayman's civil rights violated in the stop and search, but officers also violated terms of a court-enforceable agreement or consent decree enacted in July between the Minneapolis Department of Human Rights and the city of Minneapolis in the wake of George Floyd's murder. Among terms of the 144-page agreement, officers cannot stop drivers for minor equipment violations like a light out. Did you know that, Matt? I did not know that. Yeah. That's new. To Cecil's credit, he actually brought this up when he was being pulled over, Van Beek said. He reminded the cop, the police, that they weren't supposed to stop him for a headlight. Hey, let me tell you how to do your job. I don't want to go on. Uh, there's no... Uh, I, well, I, the I next don't paragraph, know where to take us, people. The, the next paragraph is worth uh, reading right. because it... But MPD is denying it violated the consent decree because the agreement hasn't gone into effect yet. Yeah. And despite police reform measures made two years ago ending certain pretextual stops for instances like expired tabs or an item dangling from the mirror, MPD says broken headlights or taillights are still grounds to stop. 
That must be in the 144-page degree. Under current Minneapolis police policy, a traffic stop based on a broken headlight is not prohibited. The assertion that therefore that there was a violation of the settlement agreement is incorrect, MPD spokesman Garrett Parton said in a written statement. Can I say something? Go. Wouldn't a bus in headlight be a considerable safety factor? Thank you. Yes. Boy, thank, I was waiting for you to pause so I could bark that what, out. What in God's name is it? You you need to have a lights on. Yeah. I, isn't it, is, don't you feel like a sap sometime for following the law? Yes. Yep. Getting my tabs. I wouldn't dare drive a car with a busted headlight. No. I saw a car with tabs the other day with 21. <laughs> I see. You know, you'll see a couple of 22s every once in a while. 21? I see it regularly. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. What the uh, hell? <laughs> on last night's roadworthy rescue, Derek Beery and his brother Sean fixed up a piece of crap they pulled out of the forest, and they're driving it in rural Kansas. Hmm. It has no taillights. They're stopped by the cops. He explained to him, man, we just got this car running. We're, we got a mile to go. We're going to a body shop. And the cop said, okay, I'll follow you. That's oh. rural. That's far away from the country's tallest building. Gotcha. Either that or they were in on the show. I, I don't know. I mean, they obviously saw that the uh, Derek's I, car was being filmed. I, uh, I had the same thing pulling a trailer in the middle of the night in Wisconsin a few years ago in the winter. A uh, county cop and uh, a sheriff in Wisconsin followed me to a parking lot, helped me fix the lights. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was that adamant that I not continue, that he helped me find the ground and fix it. So now the police department and the county attorney's <clears throat> office, I guess, are wrangling over whether the police had a right to do this, which seems like a moot point because uh, honest to God, a felon with dropped. a gun, felon a felon with, a gun. with the, you go home, you're okay. <laughs> We're we sorry for won't. inconveniencing we, you. You won't do anything wrong, Mister Felon with a gun. Well, Wayman has a lengthy and violent criminal history that includes assault, and he's on St. Paul's Level 3 Sex Offender um, Registry. No, he's got a dog, Joe. Although Wayman wasn't supposed to <laughs> have a gun, individuals in this country have the liberty to move without law enforcement interference. Apparently that's his one of his lawyers. Law enforcement is government action on individuals, and unless it's stopped at points where it's illegal, you are excusing violations of individual liberty. You know how we have uh, good times and bad times with the real estate? You know, it's a good time right now to be in the real estate business. Now's a really good time to be a defense attorney, isn't it? Or a criminal. Yeah, I, I mean, it's really good business Joe, right now. How, how many illegal items would he have to be carrying in order for them to not step in and let him go? Uh, like an arsenal? Um, 30 guns, 50 guns, 100 guns. How many pounds of meth or crack or weed or, well, weed's legal now, so scratch that. But you know what I'm saying. I'm I'm not sure that... Kidnap children. Would would it be okay if you had a trunk full of kids? I I would hope that might not pass. I mean, it's just a headlight. Come on, man. Uh, So in this case, the police are seen as depriving this fellow of his rights. A felon. That apparently were agreed to in a consent decree, which is 144 pages long. But the police contend that the consent decree 
uh, A, has not been uh, uh, signed off on yet, and B, does not include broken <laughs> headlights. Joe, that 144 pages from yesterday, you know what that that, that is? Huh. Verbose. <laughs> <laughs> it's verbose. Yeah. You want a guy that's got a great idea about Grunhoffers? Yeah. Listen to this. This guy has a million-dollar idea. Grunhoffers old-fashioned meats in Hugo and Forest Lake. Uh, Gary writes, I've come up with a million-dollar marketing idea for Grunhoffers. The delicious duo Bratman and Kebabin, staunch defenders <laughs> of the grilling and GL way of life in America, badly against Metropolis's number one criminal, the Woker. There's a choice uh, there's a choice for pronouncing Bratman. Could either be an A-T or an aught. Bratman or Bratman. Na, 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 Bratman. I'll leave it to others the more talented me to expand on the million-dollar idea for actual copy for ads. You may deposit a million dollars in my PayPal account at this address. His point being that uh, what a great way to fight the Wokers with your Bratmans yes. and your kebabs. Because Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats is the meat emporium of Garage Logic. Bavarian Octo Oktoberfest bratwurst, tater tot, hot dish bratwurst, pre-made meals you can call and order, and they'll have a meal waiting for you, ready to go. You can call either store. And, Rookie, you're going to get me that telephone number for both the Forest Lake store Point and, of the, order here, and Mr. the Hugo Mayor. store, yes. If we do come up with the Bratman comic, since Batman was Marvel, would he have to follow the same? No, no, no. Batman was DC. I have the phone numbers, Rook. Got them both. I got yeah. them both. Okay. I got them. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, not only can you call Grunhoffers and place an order and have it picked up or pick it up yourself, but you can call them if you're interested in employment in the meat industry. Ooh. Because Grunhoffers is booming and they need help. You can call the Hugo store at 651-426-2800 or the Forest Lake store at 651-982-982. 1182 soon a white bear lake area grunhoffers will be opening and it's the best for all meat possible that you can imagine best for grilling best for indoor cooking whatever you want grunhoffers old-fashioned meats in hugo just north of hugo on highway 61 and grunhoffers grunhoffers old-fashioned meats in forest lake just east of 35 on highway 97 You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times. And that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust. And that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts. And he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell them you heard about him here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes 
Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to Factormeals.com slash garagelogic fifty. And use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. I feel like <laughs> you cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Get those dirt bikes back out for Pete's sakes, for for crying out loud. Uh, this off-road rider weather alert brought to you by Moon Motorsports Minnesota. We've got great weather this week. That means bonus trail riding time. For you ultimate trail riders, Moon Motorsports wants you to know that they have the lowest prices on the very capable Can-Am Mavericks in the region, side-by-side, awesome, with markdowns of up to $6,700. That isn't a typo. It's not a mistake. I actually called Moon to make sure. Markdowns of $6,700 on the Can-Am side-by-side. If deals are what you're after, right now, Moon is still offering zero payments until uh, 2024. Free first motorcycle service or oh, and your free choice of winter storage or free delivery if you live in the state. Uh, Moon Motorsports are right there in Monticello, just a hop, skip, and a jump from the Twin Cities. We're talking Can-Am, Polaris, KTM, Yamaha, Honda, Experts, 11 total brands right there in one showroom in Monticello, moonmotorsports.com. I knew I'd forget, but thank you. For <laughs> yep. I knew right away. Right when he's waving his hands, flailing at you, he's like, he's not going to remember. No, I love when he brings his son back up. And, of course, I told him to, and then I forgot that he was going to. That's all right. So it's all on me. It's all my right, fault if you were offended. Okay, PJ Fleck. <laughs> I don't understand this, uh, but I think we're in a mood today where there's much we don't understand. Although I must say this. Uh, when I uh, awakened today and went outside for my daily office, oh. I just thought it was the neatest day with that wind howling and the warmth in the sun. and Leaves separating from the trees. Love it. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. Where was I? I don't remember. Out for a walk. The city of Minneapolis is looking to hire a nationally recognized team to help guide its efforts to reimagine public safety. Dear God. Okay. okay, I have a couple of points to make. I've lost track of how many people they've hired to do this. And two, uh, if I was running for office, one of the first things I would say to the constituency is, I will never use the word reimagine. We're fixing way too many things that aren't broken. And uh, we have to quit reimagining public safety. There's nothing to reimagine. You're either safe or you're not. But we're now going to pay a million bucks to, uh, and this is Fry introducing a proposal under which New York University School of Law's policing project would be paid up to a million bucks over two years. The task 
to figure out how to implement a public safety redesign plan commissioned by the city and completed this summer by a team based out of Harvard. Before you continue, can I ask an adult question? Yes. This million dollars, uh, where's it coming from? Uh, is this a grant from the United States government that's going to be shelled out under the table? Well, wherever it's coming from, uh, it was generated by taxpayers. Yeah. But but what are you people doing? And the, the, the truth is, the average person got up today and either isn't even going to read this or if they do, not give a bleep. But what do you be asking yourself? Wait a minute. You're hiring the New York team to come in and help you figure out what the Harvard team told you. Mm. Why not call the Harvard team back up and say, we're having trouble reimagining what you told us. Why don't you come back here and tell us what you meant? It sounds to me like they're hiring the New York team, give them a million bucks, to come in here and figure out how to implement a public redesign plan commissioned by the city and compl- and and completed by a team from Harvard. Huh? No plan will ever be completed or implemented. When I read this, what I saw, what, uh, what I heard was the mayor saying, I'm going to take a million dollars, taxpayer dollars, I'm con- going to convert them into $100 bills, and for the next two years, I'm going to wipe my butt with them. Wow. <laughs> that <laughs> is dedication. Flush them down the toilet and send them to New Orleans with all the rest of the Swedes. Because that's what's going to happen, Joe. It's a complete boondoggle and waste of money. Nothing will become of it except we're out a million bucks. And so Next far, what story. We, so far, <laughs> what we've gotten from these, and I mean this literally, not figuratively, a number of programs, so many that we can't keep track of them. Right. One of them was the uh, national involvement of the Justice Department to come up with this consent decree under which the Minneapolis cops have to work. And then we discovered today, which apparently got the coppers in trouble for stopping some felon for not having a headlight. Who ended up having a gun, which he wasn't supposed to. See, as I reimagine public safety, I don't let him go. Because I'm imagining public safety would be better off if he was held responsible for that action. Yes. And they might say, well, he was. He had spent 90 days in, the, in jail. Even though he's a level three. And he had a gun. Right. Which he wasn't supposed to have. But why back do they, to the reimagining. Why do they have to hire anybody? Why doesn't the mayor get in a squad with a Minneapolis police officer and ride around for a week? And then you're going to see how safe and thriving your little community is. And while you're at it, every council member should have to do the same thing. Absolutely. This work, bringing in the New York law school people to apparently interpret the Harvard University people, is seen as the next step in Minneapolis's closely watched efforts to transform its approach to public safety. Again, all of this post-George Floyd. And and the longer history of discriminatory policing in the city. 
It follows the July release of uh, this one says it's a 143 page mm-hmm. safe and thriving community report. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from a team led by Antonio Oftelli, a Minneapolis native serving as executive director of Harvard University's leadership for a networked world. Oftelli is also the federal monitor of a decree between Seattle and the U.S. Department of Justice. I, I have to turn the page. This is this is too good to be true. Yeah, it it just gets worse or better, whatever you're. The bottom left. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm so No, anxious. I know. I got you. Minneapolis is currently operating under state monitored settlement, which I believe would be the one that affected the headlight. And is expected to be under oh, oh, and is expected to be under a federal consent decree as a result of its legacy of policing that violates the constitution, especially for rights of blacks and native Americans. All right. I have a deep thought coming up. The NYU team was sought out specifically for the next phase of the work because it has unique expertise in monitoring policing alternatives in a number of American cities, including San Francisco. How's that working out for you? Denver and Chicago. How's that working out? (laughs) According to Fry and Todd Barnett, that's that's the new... Commissioner of Public Safety, the judge who was uh, plucked from the judgeship to become, uh, I think he took Cecil the Entertainer's position. The NYU team is expected to play a role in public meetings across the city and specifically within the police department's third precinct where the city is committed to opening a new police station and an envisioned Community Safety Center. Oh, it sounds nice. The contract was approved Monday by a city council committee and will be considered by the full council later this week. Funding would, here's here's Kenny's answer. Funding would come from a combination of unspent city funds and charitable donations. This move to destroy the United States has as an important component revisiting virtually everything in this country. The the revision of history is rampant. It's underway. And there's no starting or stopping point for it. In other words, post-George Floyd, uh, the Minneapolis cops have been accused of nefarious behavior going back to apparently about 1878. And we have to remedy that, even though all those policemen from from the 19th and early 20th century are no longer with us. But we have to we have to amend everything that ever took place. Why is what, it on us? What Ramsey and Sibley did in the 1800s is our fault. Yep, and we're, and and it's it's a lousy way to live. Uh, it's a very it's a very uh, uh, burdensome way to live when you have to uh, walk through the, the landscape wondering if everything you do is somehow a laying on of hands to your ancestors. 
uh, it's just it's just ridiculous. And so that's why there might be no end to the reimagining. At what point would the reimaginers be satisfied? Right. What's their there, number? What's there, your number? What's your gas is, price number? There's never a point. May I say a word about diversity? Please. It's all BS because the people who practice it, I mean the people who preach it, don't practice it. <clears throat> There's a picture in the Minneapolis paper of the new St. Paul City Council. Uh, seven members, six of whom are women of color. They're all women. Great. But they're all, uh, there's not an ounce of difference in them ideologically. That's not diversity. How, where's the white man represented there? To them, diversity is only if you're a woman or you uh, have a, a skin of color. So that's only the politics of identity. It's not the politics of diverse well, ideas. Don't forget who you can apricots with. That's a big deal, too. Right. <clears throat> what do you mean? Well, you have I to mean, play for are, a certain team, Kenny's saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As part of the litmus test. Quick aside, did you see your guy, Mayor Carter, being interviewed, interviewed by Channel 5? No. Yeah. He was, talk, he was talking about, with this new cycle now in St. Paul, all the change that's coming for the city. Uh, Melvin, you've been in charge for some time now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no diversity in the St. Paul City Council, and there's no diversity on the Minneapolis City Council. These hypocrites are lying to you when they preach about diversity. Diversity to them is only two—they they settle on about two things, and if you don't meet those criteria, you're not diverse. Women and uh, gender confusion. Then you're, we, then you're diverse. It's, it's, it's all on the voters. It's we can bitch and scream and moan and point out all all things that are wrong all we want. It's all on the voters. The voters. Do you think this story you just read about the NYU team? Do you think that makes the voters happy, or B? Do you think that they don't read the paper and they don't know and they don't care? I'm beginning to think they don't know and they don't care. Exactly. And the reason they vote for them and Ilhan Omar and everybody else has nothing to do with what these people can do for the county, the city, the state, the country. It has everything to do with everything you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Color of their skin, their ethnicity, who they can apricots with. And that's what identifies to them diversity. Yep. How about some diversity of thought? No, 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 no. That is the, that's the enemy. No. You are not supposed to think. You're supposed to think what we want you to think. Apparently. We know what happens with diversity of thought every time somebody goes to speak at the U of M or any other college around the country, the failed university. I don't know how the center of the American experiment got to the four finalists for the Golden Turkey Award that they did because they're, they're, the probabilities were endless. But the Golden Turkey Award will be announced by the center of the American experiment on November 22nd. Right here on this show. A you week can from vote tomorrow? Now. Yeah, you can vote now. You can go to the uh, AmericanExperiment.org slash Golden Turkey and make your choices. Pick one of the, the $500 million office building, which is unneeded, and people are still working at home, and on and on and on. That's that's not needed. The Flying Squirrel Study, mm -hmm. that's uh, 17.6. No, I'm sorry. That's 186 grand. 
to study squirrels. Well, where could they fly? Come on. Yeah. Come on. $195 million Northern Lights Express, some other train scam, uh, and the endless money pit of the governor's uh, mansion. That's up to 12 mil and counting. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how the American experiment came up with these finalists. They're great finalists, but, man, they had to go through a lot. And uh, if you're not checking out the center of the American experiment's website every day, you're missing the boat because they're a sane voice in this otherwise state that has become insane. Go to uh, AmericanExperiment.org slash Golden Turkey and vote for your choice for this year's Golden Turkey Award, a Golden Turkey of the Year Award. Not a Garage Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. Didn't we have a nickname for you? Yeah, we all had nicknames. What was your nickname? Uh, not the <clears throat> dumb, dumb, the stupid. <laughs> your hat, Chris's jacket. Matt is dumb. John is smart. At. No, John is wise. I'm smart. I don't know what I was. You are late to the game. You're at. No, Joe. Joe is proven to be a racist name. Oh, Rattaloni's <laughs> Hardware and Garden Stores. Yeah. Joe's ready. No more fun. <laughs> no more fun. fun Here we go, over. Tigers. Fun's Here we go. Over. You ready, rim shot? I want a rim shot. Yeah. Hey, diggy, diggy. John, that's not a song. It is a song. Erica Badu. It's a great song. Rolling, bro. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Cue the talent. Stand by. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. You want a good deal at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, a Black Friday deal. You're going to have to wake up at 2 a.m. the night after eating all that turkey. Uh, camp out, bring your sleeping bag, boots, heater, the whole deal, and wait in line. And uh, I'm totally, absolutely lying. Rich wouldn't do that to us. We're adults. If you want a good deal at Maple Grove Lock and Safe with his Black Friday sale, just saunter in any old time. It's running now through Thanksgiving with the purchase of a Liberty Colonial Centurion USA or Freedom Model Safe. You'll get a free light kit, a dehumidifier, and safe power outlet kit installed. It's a remarkable deal. These are must-have accessories for any Liberty safe. They've got over 60 safes on display there in the showroom in Maple Grove. And when you buy one, you know you're buying the best safe ever made, made right here in these United States of America. Uh, and there's a brand new Liberty policy regarding uh, held company-held access codes. Ask, ask Rich about it. I think it's going to make you happy. Again, a free light kit, a dehumidifier, safe power outlet kit installed at Maple Grove Lock and Safe with the purchase of a Liberty Colonial Centurion USA or Freedom model, 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove, and always on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Yesterday I was trying to find video that I initially saw on Twitter of a kid appearing to levitate as he walks. Yeah. And yeah. thanks to some emailers that they've all been provided to me. It's called the Juby Walk, I believe. And it's really cool. And I have little people in my circle who I know can do that if they don't already. So thank you. I will forward all that to them. Here's John Hyde in the news. 
Why, thank you, Joe. This news is brought to you by North American Banking Company. A story Joe had, uh, and we'll uh, supply a few more details here, Minneapolis city leaders moving forward with their plans to improve public safety. Yesterday, a city council committee advanced a contract that focuses on providing dispatchers with options beyond using police to respond to some 911 calls. The plan, which includes a contract with the NYU School of Law's policing project, focuses on safer communities and has been months in the making and mayor jacob fry now says is the time to bring the plan to life the final approval allows the city to hire minneapolis native and harvard university's dr antonio oftily and his team for one million dollars for a two-year term starting on december 1st the team will implement the plan from nyu while using dr oftily's 143-page report now this is different than the 144-page report the other story yeah that reimagines how to respond to 911 calls as its foundation. The plan's basis is a part of the city's larger goal of having more response options than police and first responders and could include civilians who are well-versed in specific traumas or places. Let's have a hammer patrol. And then if you get a report <clears throat> of a car with one headlight, you dispatch the hammer patrol so they can smash out the one that works. Ooh, and idea. then the guy would never Got be seen. It. There right. we go. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. The there truth of the matter is in Minneapolis, due to the lack of officers, oftentimes the response is non-existent. Mm -hmm. They just can't respond because they don't have the personnel. I read a tweet or a Facebook post from the Minneapolis police that went out to construction workers and people that work on your homes to uh, lock your vehicles and don't hang out alone because there's groups of kids going around uh, robbing, robbing people with guns. And you can't shoot, unlike the Secret Service. Right. A uh, story Chris alluded to. All the election results are now official in St. Paul, the city council. Uh, all seven members now are women, all of them under the age of 40, six of them people of color. And St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter told our friends at 5 Eyewitness News he thinks the upcoming months will be a chance to work together toward what he calls positive and progressive change in the city. He said, I think it'll be really helpful to have folks in this building and space doing the work with us who have very little allegiance to the way things have sort of always been done around City Hall. The mayor said the new group of city council members will mesh well with this administration. He said the thing our administration is going to have to do is be willing to work with people who are bringing fresh energy and fresh ideas to City Hall. And let me tell you, if we're not ready to do that, then maybe I am the problem and not them. There are two women who should have won because they would have had, they would have brought ideological diversity. Pam Tollison and Patty Hartman, they, neither of them won. They're not Demolition. women of color and they don't have progressive views. So right now, white women are even off the table. It's not good enough to just be a woman. Well, if You've one white woman made it, but she chose the mark with all the progressives, that's Noker. Hmm. Demolition at the Kmart on Lake Street in Minneapolis began this morning. Well, officials haven't said exactly what the future holds for the lot. Demolition crews are scheduled to be on site all week working on the building. The store closed in 2020. It's been mostly vacant since then, except for a temporary U.S. Postal Service office. Although it was supposed to be demolished next spring and reconnected the area of Nicollet Mall, a fire that broke out in the vacant building just last month expedited that process. A preparation work for the demolition began last week. What, did they show up with sledgehammers? <clears throat> this is what set me off. 
earlier. I don't know, if John, if you had logged in yet. But watching the news this morning, the uh, they were there this morning or yesterday for a groundbreaking ceremony yeah. where they propped up um, a board. And it, basically, the board looked like it was sheetrock. And then they turned the boy mayor and some other nimcompoop loose with these eight-pound sledgehammers, which these little wussies could barely pick up. And they just barely got them up to head level and pushed them through the sheetrock and then stood around congratulating themselves. And then the camera pans back, you know, and all you can see is a wall, a white wall. The camera pans back. And you see, it's just a piece of sheetrock that's been propped up in the middle of the parking lot. Like a movie set. Can yeah. You? <laughs> and, and we've, they, they were elected. They're, mm -hmm. they're running, these children are running your lives. Mm -hmm. Kenny, when they when they uh, ripped the sledgehammer through that uh, piece of drywall, <laughs> did they look at their hands and go, ah, like kind of shake yeah, it? She gave ah, some resistance. Oh. <laughs> they were holding on to that sludge. The sledgehammer was controlling them. They weren't controlling the hammer. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, two people were killed after a fiery crash yesterday near the border of Brooklyn Park and Champlin on 169. It happened about 1130 in the morning. Uh, it was inattentive driving, apparently, that caused it. The Honda Pilot, a Jeep Liberty, and a Chevrolet Silverado, all approaching 109th Avenue on 169 when traffic was slowing to a stop because of the light in the air. Area. The uh, Chevrolet rear-ended the Jeep, which then crashed into the Honda. The vehicles oh. then caught fire. Both occupants of the Jeep, a man and a woman, were pronounced dead at the scene. The driver of the Silverado was brought to the hospital, non-life-threatening injuries. The crash caused a section of Highway 169 to be closed for almost four hours yesterday. I initially tweeted all of this, and then when I saw the crash investigation team show up, I just deleted everything. Uh, I just can't imagine being a relative or a friend or a family and seeing that show up on a Twitter feed. So I just I pulled it. Kenny, but it it was so grim, guys. It well, was so grim. The texting, once again, is just getting out of control behind the wheel. Remember a couple of years ago when I don't know if it was State Patrol or whoever, but they basically started these stings where they just had a bunch of officers in school buses just driving yeah. around on the yep. freeways. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to have to start doing that again? Because the Hope texting's so. getting completely out of control once again. Yep. Where was that crash, Kenny? Uh, 169 northbound at 109th up in the Champlain, Osseo area. Got it. Yep. Fans of Prince, who was known not just for his music but for his clothing, will have a chance to bid on some of his clothing in an online auction this week. The collection, including more than 200 lots up for sale, was assembled by a, assembled by a French collector who initially had hoped to open a museum celebrating the musician but later scrapped the plan. The collector had reached out to individuals who worked closely with Prince to gather the items, thinking that the artist, who died in 2016, was not only a musical virtuoso but also a fashion icon. Sorry, according to the auction house. Well, One of the high Prince. Sure isn't aware of that. It's so Prince, I'll... though. I don't care. Icon gets foghorned. One of the highlights of the auction, a white ruffled shirt. You probably remember this. He wore this in Purple Rain. Also at the American Music Awards, the auction house estimated its value at $15,000. 
The auction traces Prince Evolution in music and fashion from his Purple Rain era through his death. Also up for auction, the outfit Prince wore in uh, From Under the Cherry Moon, the 1986 film that he directed. They placed the value of that at forty-five grand. Other items up for bid include a pair of high-heeled blue boots from the Act One tour, also a blue Schecter cloud guitar played by Prince valued at four grand, and yeah. a chain hat. Me too, Reavers. Yes. You go first. Then you I'm, go ahead. You, anybody, you, you go ahead, Kenny. Because well, uh, tomorrow at this, um, what are you calling it? A town council meeting. We have a town council meeting tomorrow, uh, Councilman Olson. Yeah, I plan on addressing this very topic. Um, I think if you fit the description of an icon, that you're an icon, and that word cannot be foghorned under any circumstances, Prince. Was an icon. Well, we've been and he, through this. He is an icon, and I don't care what your silly little rules are. Um, <laughs> wow. He's an icon, and you silly do not, rules. you do not, foghorn Prince under any circumstances. So, well, here's the problem, Councilman Olson. The uh, and you, you can you can bring this up when I have my gavel in my hand. Let's see how brave you are then. And uh, the problem, <laughs> Councilman Olson, is that you could say the same thing about every foghornable word. They all have their correct use, but they've all been corrupted because everything's an icon. You have iconic but, hamburgers. Okay. Okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah. okay. But, let's talk about that. He's an icon. Too bad. And where is the word icon properly used? Where where would one Prince? Well, well it, it would be properly is what Joe is saying used there, but it's so it, overused it, in it, places where it should be used. It could be used for Prince. Okay. But, but not when it's used for a, a new sidewalk. Okay. Or, or a sandwich. Know. Yeah. Oh. Can we uh, can we submit um, words to the foghornable list? Yes, Councilman Olson, you may. Because I respectfully want to add literally to the list. I know. I try not to literally. use it because I know you hate it. Oh, it makes me so mad. Yeah. And especially when they then they'll extend the word out and they'll go literally. By like the way, uh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, Councilman Olson, I'm not sure where I stand on the use of the word uh, on the sound of the T. In often, uh, often, yeah. Is it? Often. Would you look that up, please? Uh, get your uh, pronouncer. I believe the... uh, Councilman Olson is correct. Really? Yeah. When I, you I've when you escape, tea guy. When I you escape the seven county metro area, you go yes, with the tea? It's pronounced. It's often. a hard T. I would go with a soft T. <laughs> often. Often. Uh, yeah, often. Matt, where are you on the word? I often say often. I don't say often. Got, no, I'm not a tea got, guy. We got so three oftens and two oftens. So often. it's O F F I N, often? Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you better oh, get right. off in my property. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't say the word crick. Wow. You guys recall. Do you have it? Oh. Uh, I've got a crick. I've got a whole bunch of Where's your mind? i got one in my neck. My God. <laughs> Jesus. You don't have a creek in your no. neck? Often. You often. have a crick in your neck. Often. often. Wait. Often. Often. Thank you. Thank you. There's no hard often. tea often. in the word often. 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 No, there's no hard tea Happens in often, often Councilman Olson. Often. Okay, why Mr. Latida. Why don't we, uh, at often. this point, take, um, take a break and talk to Rook, who often does really good Oh, John. Us. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, often. often I get a text from uh, Rick Welter. <laughs> often on? Often on. Often on I do. And it's really nice what he said the other day. He said, go ahead and please, um, where is it now? Please use some time to talk about second store and give to the Ma second store and give to the Max Day. 
Now, I know we have uh, play, uh, for Patrick, and we're focusing on that on Give to the Max Day with GLers. When is Give to the Max Day? Thursday. All right. Thursday. But it's nice of the Welter family to re- recognize that there are some great charities out there that give back to the community. They've been giving back to the community for the last 100 years at Welter, not by charitable, but by giving you the straight dope on how to fix your heating unit, your cooling unit, etc. And they want that to transfer over to the good work that Second Stork does. Second Stork is a wonderful program, and I know that you will choose your money wisely on Give to the Max Day, wherever you would like to place that money. Uh, I really rep- um, appreciate that uh, Schoonover's got that going, and I appreciate that Second Stork has got that going. So think wisely on um, Give to the Max Day. And we appreciate everything and every dime you've given us so far over at Second Stork. To the Welter family, thank you for that time. Uh, Rick and his family, again, four generations and 100 years of helping you. So that means they are pillars of the community. They're not fly-by-nights. Welterheating.com or call 612-825-6867. Thank you to the Welter family for allowing me to uh, promote Second Stork on Give to the Max Day. It's going to be all, all jazz. Bye. I'll see you later. Born in 40, he was a child piano prodigy who performed a Mozart was. piano concerto with the, the Chicago bomb? Symphony at 11. His, uh, his autobiography is wonderful. What the hell are you talking about? Herbie Hancock. Love a hardware store. North American Banking <laughs> Company is what we've been talking about during the break. Yeah. They take the time uh, to get to know you, your family, your business, and everything. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. They are also locally owned and operated, and that's big. That means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They are not sent out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. They've been at it since 1998, and when they first opened, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers, where you know your banker and they know you. And while a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. So check them out today online, nabankco.com. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Joe, Mike Price is a member of the Garage Logic Town Council, and he says the following. Is it just me, or is listening to Joe yelling, turn it off, remind you of Ted Knight on Caddyshack yelling at Rodney Dangerfield? When we played the bump during the break, and you screamed, huh? "Turn it off!" When you, when 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 Rodney had the music in his golf bag, I, I, I think Mike's a little off there. John, could you continue? <laughs> I think Mike is spot on. John, could you continue? Sure, I'll uh, let me continue with the news. Uh, one other Minneapolis note I should probably mention, or Minnesota note, uh, before we get to national stuff, uh, they have now arrested the other fella in the death of hockey player Adam Johnson. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I police think they should, England. based on my viewing of the video. Uh, police in England have made the arrest. They haven't announced who the person they've arrested is, but everybody assumes. It's Sheffield hockey player Matt Petgrave, whose skate struck Johnson in the neck following the October 28th game. Video of the play saw Johnson fall to the ice, trying to skate to the bench while holding his neck. He died shortly after that. So, so he reared uh, up like a Bruce Lee kick. He really did. 
In other news, Jewish organizations in the U.S. gathering today on the National Mall in Washington in a show of solidarity with Israel as it wages war in Gaza in response to the October 7th attack by Hamas. The rally called the March for Israel comes after protests across the U.S. and in world capitals denouncing the military campaign that they've heightened in Gaza. The event is intended by organizers in part as a response to critics of Israel, where about 1,200 people were brutally killed in that Hamas attack. The march was quickly arranged in Jewish federations around the country, as well as schools, synagogues, and community centers are sending buses of attendees. Um, from Bill Glenn from the Center of the American Experiment. Is this on point? No. Uh, we talked about Gavin Newsom <laughs> earlier today cleaning up the city of San Francisco. So yes, Joe, it is on point. I, I Okay. Go ahead, Joe. I have stories coming up. I was just going to say, with Gavin in them, you could just add it. I'll wait that. for you then. I'll wait for you. <laughs> U.S. Supreme Court adopted its first-ever ethics code yesterday, bowing to pressure from Congress and the public. All nine justices signed into the new code, but uh, it doesn't really change much. It was criticized for lack of an enforcement mechanism and is not much different from what is supposed to happen now. In an unsigned statement, the justices said there's been no formal code. They've long abided, though, by certain standards. Public trust in the court has fallen amid revelations that Justice Clarence, uh, Clarence Thomas received gifts and travel from Harlan Crow, Republican donor. Justice Samuel Alito has also been criticized for failing to disclose a fishing trip with Paul Singer, a big Republican donor who's cases came before the Supreme Court. In recent weeks, Justices Amy Coney Barrett and Elena Kagan publicly supported calls for an ethics code. The rate of U.S. consumer price rises cooled in October amid lower gas prices and slowing increases in housing costs. The annual rate of inflation measured by the Consumer Price Index, which tracks the cost of a basket of goods and services, slowed to 3.2% last month, lower than the 3.7% reading in September and the coolest rate since July. Those numbers immediately made numbers on Wall Street go up. In California, a good news, bad news situation. The good news? That stretch of Interstate 10 in L.A. that was seriously damaged in an act of arson does not need to be demolished and can be repaired. The bad news, Governor Gavin Newsom today said it'll take three to five weeks to do that. So the highway will be closed three to five weeks. Newsom announced the finding after analysis of core samples taken from the freeway. Meanwhile, Newsom is coming under fire after admitting that San Francisco was cleaned up ahead of the arrival of fancy leaders for the annual Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Leaders Summit. San Francisco is hosting the summit, which opened Saturday. Uh, at a press conference yesterday, or not yesterday, a couple days ago, Newsom acknowledged the cleanup efforts were time to coincide with the arrival of the leaders, Say, uh, saying, obviously, anytime you put on an event, you know, you have people over to your house, you're going to. Clean up the okay, house. Where did they go? Where, where did the where they did moved them to a different part of the city? The Seattle. <laughs> they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Coming. Um, that's true because it's true. Huh? But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. Um, from KTVU uh, Television, John, in the Bay Area. Yes, sir. This is, uh, I'm saying this because of Bill Glahn from the Center of the American Experiment. A foreign news crew covering the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in San Francisco has allegedly been robbed. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> oh, God. Unreal. Oh, wow. 
I uh, I told you fellas, or maybe it was off uh, off air. Uh, my son just played a gig out there about three weeks ago. Said it was San Francisco was horrendous. Yeah. Uh, and and in fact, the fellow who ran the club in San Francisco walked them around a spot where a fella had just used the sidewalk as a toilet. He said, oh. watch out where you step. Oh, yeah. You uh, can do that look there, out. huh? Look, look out. Kind of Apparently, yeah. They're cleaned her up now. Have a care. Yeah, it's good now. Yeah. As part of a plea deal, one of former President Trump's attorneys... Do those told, guys carry toilet paper around with them? How do, how do they tend to... That's a, you know, that's a good question. The necessaries Maybe there just when, use whatever's handy. No, I just rented the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> You know what I'm missing right now? What? One of my favorite days of the year. All planes landing here are coming in low over Highland Park Park. and St. Paul because of the wind. And it's really something to see because they are low. John, do you have news about that big explosion we heard overnight? Uh, Something about a meteor? It's one of them comets. Comet deal. I did not see that story. Big crash. Oh, it's a meteor. It was a meteor. Flash boom thing. Well, you're the news guy. Um, huh. Interesting. Can you got I all ask the, a question? You got all the Trump news we could possibly stand. But you oh, you are a bastard. When, I haven't uh, read a Trump story yet, but I'm going to now. Joe, when, when it's a big day, like it is today, when it's low low plane flying day, do you write that in the day planner? Hey, How much work I'd like done? to meet up for... Uh, I gotta watch the But planes. I gotta stay home because you know, it's low flying plane oh, day today. It's wonderful. I love I'm it. surprised is, we didn't have to record two hours earlier yeah. today so Joe could watch the plane. Yeah, fly. sitting like a, one of those chase lounge uh, <laughs> backyard chairs. Yeah, the a, old school ones. A shawl and maybe no, some I, tea. You know, what, you know what, smart boy? Co- uh, Councilman Olson, I happen to have a place specifically where I do watch them, okay? And I'm not gonna tell you where it is. <laughs> Huh. It's that goofy water tower up oh, on that no, hill. Oh, no, that's what you that think. Goofy water tower. <laughs> oh, they're so proud of everything over in St. Paul. Look, we got a big blue water tower. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to meet oh. up, but I can't. It's a low flying plane oh. day. Plus, it's brick. It's brick. It's not, there are two blue ones, but. Oh, we got a defender. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's three to two. It'll probably be open this weekend for the fall, no. won't it? I'm I'm neutral, Kenny. Two two to one. <laughs> okay, Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, corrupt. The most corrupt country on the planet. Years ago, on this day, on the windy plane day, I sat on this stoop, and I timed them. I timed the arrival of each Sweet plane. Sweet Jesus! And as a minute and twenty seconds, and it was just uh, it was just fascinating. Huh. I just if you it. were a true huh. aficionado, you would go out to the airport on Long Post Road, and you would time. The uh, departures wheels off the ground to an arrival wheels on the ground, I've and you'll find that. I've seen it's, that post road deal. It's like, like uh, about thirty seconds or less. I mean, the turnaround there is I pretty see, quick. Uh, I see Joe with you know a, a legal pad. Yeah, yellow legal pad. See now that's I don't know what flight that is, but let me yeah. see. Oh, that one's right Delta. Down. He okay. licks the tip of the pencil. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And if it doesn't beat the previous time, he shakes his head. No, no, that's not. They're off today, and then all. Be darned. Wow. <laughs> They're off today, mother. Aren't you glad you, aren't you, glad you shared that, Joe? No. No. <laughs> uh, let me read. Let me find a kicker here just to, just to cheer everybody up besides us or something. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Um, here we go. Jaro Spiders. What are you looking at, Reavers? More news out of San Francisco. I'm holding this. Okay. Hey, I'm holding this. 
You know what I'm looking at? Both of you, these. You Twins. got a tweezer in your hand? Hey, oh, hey. hey. Look out there, cowboy. <laughs> what Juros, is wrong with you morons? I don't know. It's out of control at this point. Juro spiders are spreading across the eastern U.S. and almost certainly destined to make its way even further. What We've are already Joro, J-O-R-O, spiders. How oh. big are they? Uh, well, that's that's what's important about this. They're they're in Alabama and they're not supposed to be. Uh, female Joro spiders can grow to six to eight inches in length. Oh hell well, the, no! Well, the males are are smaller, but here's the funny thing: oh. they uh, they they don't fly, but they build webs so that they can coast. Well, so, spiders don't they, fly. They, in essence, what that means is you could be walking, you know, down yeah, the trail right. and all of a sudden, yeah, boom. Right yeah. on your head, a big six to eight inches. Is this oh. climate change? Oh, my gosh. Oh. They, they don't know why they're oh. here. They're usually in South America. Usually it's uh, climate it's, change. It's called ballooning. Uh, that's how they fly. Sounds it's fun. Not really flying, yeah. but you know what I mean. Um, they, uh, they are venomous, but their uh, fangs are not very strong. They're not strong enough to penetrate human skin. Uh, they tend to be very timid and won't bite humans or larger animals unless threatened, and then usually the fangs can't hey, get through. I'm you not guys, an arachnophobe. You read the book, Sister Brothers. Did you ever watch the movie? Uh, you know what? I've seen parts of it. I don't know why I'm not the whole the, thing. The guy who does the broat, never get out of the broat line, what John, yeah. C. John, Riley, John C. Riley. He's in that movie, and right. a spider, while he's sleeping, crawls into his mouth. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Oh. That's a scene that'll stick with you. Say, uh, when we see you tomorrow night at Tattersall Distillery for the mm -hmm. town council I'll meeting, be there, Joe. That is brought to you by the garage door, uh, garage door of the Twin Cities, serving the metro and western Wisconsin. And when you get the garage door guy, he's your new guy, you get the whole family, a GL family. They, too, are hiring. Great plans. They need uh, garage door technicians. They need garage door installers. They need warehouse inventory associates. They have a fancy name for these things. But they pay well. They've got programs. They've got uh, a 401K. It's a really, really interesting operation. I would check them out if I were you. I have they experience. Everything. I, I could work there. Yeah. I put a garage door up. It took me about a month, but yeah. I got it done. These people would teach you how to do it correctly. Yeah. He's coming yeah. back again tomorrow. That would, that would be nice. You know, when you do it, you put a, you, they plug in the toaster, your garage door's going up. Yeah. That's not the way they work. If you're looking for a new career, start a precision garage door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. They don't charge more for weekend visits. They uh, do everything from doors to the to the openers, and they do it competently and efficiently and they are our sponsor tomorrow night at Tattersall nice. Distillery. PrecisiondoorMN.com or call and meet them to see if you're a good fit. Get it? Garage door to fit? I see. 612-263-6989. Yeah. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. I, Joe Souchere. I want to. I want to help Chris. All right, Go ahead. You it's start. Give to the Max Week here in Minnesota, and GL is proudly getting behind the Patrick Schoonover Heart Foundation. Patrick Schoonover, Mike Schoonover's son, sadly passed away from sudden cardiac arrest back in November of 2014 at the age of just 14 years old. Patrick had two 
undetected heart defects that caused his death. And the Schoonover family has gone on to create the Patrick Schoonover Heart Foundation to help identify heart defects in kids ages 14 to 24. The foundation provides free play for Patrick heart screens that include family health history, blood pressure, height, weight, EKG, echocardiogram, and physician consultation here's, review results. Here's the deal. You've heard um, myself and Joe actually has been involved and um, Mike Schoonover talking about this for a couple of years. I am not satisfied with how much you people have donated. I'm talking to you, GLers. I've seen where you live. I've seen the cars you drive. This is not right. You need to get out the checkbook and you need to write a significant. I want this one to hurt. Okay. I'm not talking two hundred, five hundred thousand dollars. I want to see a check for five thousand dollars and I want to see it from at least 12 of you with deep pockets. This is serious business. We're not talking about painting lipstick on a pig here for some BS donation charity thing. We're talking about saving lives, the lives of your children, your grandchildren. This matters. They make a difference. They will help. And you guys stop being so damn stingy. I know you've got the money. It's a tax write-off for Pete's sakes write the check. So after you take out that second mortgage on your home, the yes. foundation also yes. teaches hands-only CPR and AED awareness and donates AEDs to host schools. To help provide critical funds for this outstanding charity, please visit garagelogic.com and click on the GLers for Patrick banner. If GLers can raise at least $1,000 or 100000 in Kenny's case this well, week. I'm, now I'm with Kenny. We can't raise more than a grand. No, I, the the total right now is embarrassing, Joe. It's a it's a popcorn fart. Mike we need gonna... you guys to come through here and start writing checks. Let's go. Mike Schoonover is going to also donate an extra $1,000 to match the first 1000 from GLers. That's garagelogic.com. <clears throat> Click on GLers one, for Patrick. One more thing. A parent or a grandparent should not outlive their kid. Let's get this done, folks. I'm serious. Thank you. Uh, Mike Kiefer has a ruling request. We know where the mayor stands on electric cars. How about electric speedboats? No, I'm a definite no. Uh, the idea of being on the water, sitting on top of electricity, doesn't do anything for me. All that weight. And I'm sure they're fast, and I bet there's neat ones and all that. Just there's some neat government cars, too. But I have, no, my ruling, Mike, is no. I have uh, N-O. thoughts on that from the former president. So what happens if the boat has an accident starts sinking? Do you get electrocuted if yeah. the boat sinks? <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know, I've never thought of that, actually. But I think I gave him an idea, actually. Yeah, thanks, Don. Now, can you imagine the boat? <laughs> well... Well, what about your trolling motor? I don't want. I don't have one. I think there. I don't. I don't want one. I don't want one. <laughs> I wish. Boy, I wish Bruce was still alive to fire up his 1988 uh, Johnson Rude. Yes. <laughs> Only because they come to us. We're still in Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador. The traveling linemen's at WorldWideWaftage.com. It was on this day. Are you talking about November 14th? That's what I'm talking about. In 1766, Englishman John Carver entered Wakon Tipi, the cave and sacred site in present-day St. Paul, long used by Dakota people that white settler colonists would come to call by his name Carver's Cave. 
Carver wrote in his diary, came to the great stone cave called by the Dakota, the House of Spirits. This cave is doubtless a greater curiosity than my short stay and want of convenience allowed me to sufficiently explore. Because people used to know how to write. Yeah. On this day... One, but, one. But they had to live in caves sometimes. Right. One, four. 1860. Telegraph service reached Minneapolis. Nice. It's about time. On this day... It's like the first form of social media. That's right. Yeah. What date? 18... 19, 1860. On oh, this day... Wow. November 14th. 1908. Harrison Salisbury was born in Minneapolis. A reporter and author, he was noted for his writing on the Soviet Union and in 1955 won the Pulitzer Prize for International Correspondence. And And on this day, November 14th, in 1917, Mike O'Dowd, the Cyclone of St. Paul, defeated Al McCoy to win boxing's middleweight title, which he held until 1920. The Cyclone of St. Paul. (laughs) And finally, on this day... In 1996, author Maradell Lesueur died in Hudson, Wisconsin. Born in Murray, Iowa. So far, this has nothing to do with Minnesota. On February 22nd, 1900, Lesueur moved with her family to Minnesota when she was 12. Hmm. A reporter and the author of novels and short stories, she was blacklisted for, for being a commie. Ah. Her work was rediscovered and heralded by feminists in the 1970s. <clears throat> Thank you, GLers. Now can I go watch Planes Land? You yes. can, but not before you forget to what? Uh, don't forget to sign up if you yeah. haven't done so already. There might be a few spots left. Tomorrow is the day the Garage Logic Town Council meeting at Tattersall, powered by Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in Western Wisconsin, Rook. Perfect. Uh, you want something for free? I'll give it to you for free. How about Garage Logic on YouTube? Subscriptions are free on that channel, and you'll be entertained for hours. Even if your life is so pathetic that you have to go watch planes land or scratch the underbelly of the planes that goes over your house, uh, you will be entertained on YouTube. And said town council can be found at garagelogic.com. Ten bucks a month, $100 for the year. It's the best bargain in town. While you're poking around our flagship website, check out the uh, the garb that is for sale and start thinking about those Christmas gifts. It is time once again that we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Pick up that phone for that free 48 minute financial consultation by doing exactly what I did. Pick up that phone and dial 952 925 5608. That number, once again, is 952 925 5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you will always get straight talk you will never get sugar-coated advice and josh is on the line with us once again here in garage logic and boy josh so much to discuss in today's report cpi numbers came in lower than expected and retail numbers are also out aren't they retail numbers are out but before we get to that bond prices are going up yields are coming down as the cpi number consumer price index number came in flat for the month of october and down for the year 
I don't know what the Fed is going to do. Maybe they will have a little bit of rejoice and sing a song and maybe they'll continue to talk tough and do nothing on short-term interest rates. Now with the inflation number down, Bond prices went up, yields came down, and that's uh, pretty much across the board from the two-year came down, so the two-year is below 5%. 10-year has dropped from 5% down to 4.6%, all this in a week. And the longer-term 30-year bond has also come down. Well, that could be, some of that could be short covering, and some of that is now fear already that if the CPI number comes down, that could give indication that the economy is slowing, and maybe the prognosticators who for the last year and a half are talking that we'd be in a recession now, but have recently been putting off that recession into 2024, fear is that, oh, they're going to be correct. We also have, and I disagree with that, I think at worst, we go into an economic slowdown, not into a full-blown recession. We came out of a recession, technically speaking, two straight quarters of negative GDP growth. We came out of that over a year ago, and GDP growth has been up. Some people say, well, it's up at unsustainable levels. Yeah, that's fine. You're not going to continue two and a half or three percent growth quarter after quarter on a consistent basis. The economy kind of goes up and down. There's also fear as retail reports are starting to come in this morning with Home Depot, which was a little light and forecast a three to four percent decrease in sales for the next quarter. There's cons- and Walmart reports after the close. And bear in mind, last quarter, Walmart was concerned that shoppers at Walmart stores weren't buying as much food, and they attributed that to all the diet drugs that are currently on the market. Meantime, Walmart stock has hit a recent 52-week high. Whatever it is, shoppers are still going to Walmart. Target reports tomorrow at the same time that the monthly retail numbers come in, and Target is close to a 52-week low. Shoppers have been avoiding Target as their mix of product is not meeting customer satisfaction. Amazon had a nice boost in their retail outlet. So retail is just shifting and it does that on a regular basis. It is one of the reasons that I am told that the Oracle of Omaha does not invest in retail. Too many changing, we'll say, fashion trends. Me, I think the retail that I've got in my portfolio is still with Amazon. Of course, I could say Apple operates retail stores, and both of those have done very well over a long period of time. But they are quite different from Walmart and Target. I have been more of an avoider of those types of companies than a buyer. Companies like, well, I'll say specialty companies, which have a lot better. Speaking of a lot better, we have a big, a lot better happening in Las Vegas over the over the weekend with Formula One racing, and that is bringing in a lot into into Vegas. And according to CEOs who've been reporting numbers, Formula One is going to add a lot of revenue power, which will translate into earnings power in those 
companies. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to take some action. So get on that phone and do what I did. Dial 952-925-5608 for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Look forward to it. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.